Hello, this is Ahuka, welcoming you to Hacker Public Radio for another in our ongoing series on LibreOffice, focusing on Calc. Now, we're spending a lot of time building some fundamental tools in our toolkit here, uh, and so you, you may not be thinking this is a ton of fun, but it's important that we get the basics, the fundamentals correct before we move on to all the sexy business. Uh, assuming anything about spreadsheets qualifies as sexy business. Now, one of the key techniques in using a spreadsheet is to master the art of fills. Now, that lets you fill a column or a row with data without having to type in every cell individually. And this technique requires that there be a predictable pattern to the contents of each cell as you fill them. But you can do a lot with this technique. And we will want to use this when we do our first model, which will be a simple savings model. But first, we need to build the tools, and fills are a big one. To begin with, you can fill either rows or columns, though columns are more frequently filled using this technique. Still, it's good to know you can do either. The simplest fill begins with a cell that has some kind of contents. For example, let's say that cell B1 contains the word rain. If you click on the cell, you will see it highlighted with a thick black border. But if you look closer, there is also a small black square on the lower right corner of the cell, and this is the fill handle. If you move your cursor over this handle, it will turn into a plus sign. At this point, you can click and drag to fill cells in the column or row. In this case, because the contents are text, it will simply repeat the text. So if you click and drag down column B, you will see cell B1 has rain, cell B2 has rain, cell B3 has rain, and so on as far as you happen to click and drag. Uh, you can do the same thing to fill a row. You just take the the fill handle and you drag it horizontally instead of vertically. And so in this case you might see B1 has rain, C1 has rain, D1 has rain, and so on. <laughs> so you may be looking at this and thinking, uh, no big deal. How often would anyone want to fill a bunch of cells with a single word? And perhaps that isn't something you would do all the time, but this is only the beginning. What if we use a number? So, I'll go back to cell B1 and put in the number 1, and then click and drag to fill the column. Aha! Now we're getting somewhere, because as I click and drag cell B1 down to fill the column, it's incrementing each cell by 1 to give me successive numbers. So I have in B1, I've got the number 1, in B2, I have the number 2, in B3, I have the number 3, and so on. Also, as I do it, if I'm paying attention, I notice there's a little black square that travels with my cursor and shows me the latest number I am inserting. This is handy if you wanted to know where to stop. As I said before, I can also fill a row with the same technique. But what if you don't want to start with 1? What if you wanted to start with, oh, 42? No problem. You just enter 42, and when you fill the column, you'll get the numbers 43, 44, 45, and so on. Ah, but you have more sophisticated needs. You want to increment by some other amount. Let's say you want to go up by 2 each time. 
Well, you can do that, but you have to give Calc enough information to figure it out. Remember, we still do not have the telepathy interface. So the way you do this is to type the first two numbers into successive cells, then click on the first cell to select it, then hold down the Shift key while you click the second cell. This should now show two cells selected. And here we can see that the first cell has the heavy black border, but the fill handle is now on the second cell. And both of them are highlighted. Now, if you click and drag down through the column, the numbers will go up by two each time. Now, again, you can do the same thing with rows. You just have to have the two cells adjacent to each other on a single row. But the same technique works fine. And if you combine numbers and words, calc will increment the numbers but keep the words constant. For example, if you enter year one in the first cell and then fill the rest of the column or row, you will get year two, year three, and so on. This is very useful if you want to increment the numbers, but sometimes you don't and you can get frustrated. Well, in this case, you need to find a way to tell Calc not to do this. And the way you do that is to hold down the control key as you fill the row or column. Enter year one in the first cell, then hold down the control key while you fill, and each other cell will also say year one, year one, year one. Now, the next thing you might want to try, what happens if you enter January in the first cell and then fill your row or column? You'll discover that Calc will continue the fill with February, March, April, and so on. Same thing if you started with Monday. That'll get you Tuesday, Wednesday, etc. These are examples of lists, and Calc comes with a number of these built in. So where do you find them? Not hard. You go to the Tools menu, Options, LibreOffice Calc, Sort Lists. And this will open up a window. And out of the box, chances are you're going to see about six of these lists. You've got all of the months, both in full written out January, February, and abbreviations Jan, Feb. Then you've got the same thing for days of the week, either fully written out or abbreviated. And then the last two uh, are lists that represent Jewish names for days and months. Now, you might look at this and say, hey, that that's, doesn't cover my situation. Well, not a problem. Suppose you want to add your own list? Just click the New button and start typing it in. Or, if you already have this list in a range of cells on the spreadsheet, you can copy the list in by giving it the range of cells to read. As an example of where this might be handy, imagine a company that has 10 sales regions and frequently wants to report results from all 10 on a spreadsheet. Create the list once, then you can fill a row or a column anytime you need it. Now, filling with cell addresses. This is something you will do a lot in Calc, as it is a very powerful part of building a model. Suppose you enter the cell address equals A3 in a cell. 
That tells calc to copy the contents of cell A3 and place them in this cell. By the way, if you left out the equal sign, all you would get is the string A3. <laughs> and if you filled a row or a column from here, you would get A4, A5, etc. But if you did this properly with an equal sign, you would get different results. So let's say you have a column in the first cell says equals A3, and then you click and drag to fill the column, you would get equals A4, equals A5, etc. Each cell would pull the contents of another cell from column A. But if you begin with equals A3 and fill a row, something very different happens. Then you would successively get equals B3, equals C3, equals D3, and so on. Calc knows that the letter at the beginning of the cell address denotes the column and that if you are filling a row, you must want to increment the column designator. Now, this also works with more complicated formulas. Suppose you begin with the formula equals A3 plus B2. If you fill the column, you would then get equals A4 plus B3, equals A5 plus B4, and so on. But if you fill a row, you would get equals B3 plus C2, equals C3 plus D2, and so on across the row. And no matter how complicated you make it, you can fill a row or a column, and it will always increment the number when filling a column and increment the letter when filling a row. This is great when you want the row number or column letter to increment, but what if you want to keep one or both of them constant? Then you need to place a dollar sign in front of the one you want to hold constant. Suppose you wanted to keep the address of cell A3 constant while letting the other cell address increment. If you entered the formula equals A dollar sign 3 plus B2, you can fill the column. And each cell will have the formula equals A dollar sign 3 plus B3 equals A dollar sign 3 plus B4 and so on, you know. So the, the, that B cell number is going to increment as you go down and fill. But if you, uh, if you started with equals A dollar sign 3 plus B2 and then fill the row, what happens? Well, then you would get equals B dollar sign 3 plus C2 equals C dollar sign 3 plus D2 and so on. What happens is that you set the row address of 3 as a constant, but not the column address. You can set the column address as a constant by putting the dollar sign in front of the column letter. And then what you would do is type equals dollar sign A3 plus B2. Now if you fill the column, the number will go up, but when you fill the row, the column stays on A. And if you combine them, then you're going to still, you're going to use cell A3 no matter what. So you would just write that as equals dollar sign A dollar sign 3 plus B2. Now, no matter whether you fill a row or a column, the first term in the formula will not change. There's a place for each of these ways of locking down addresses, so get used to using all of them. Now, 
You are not limited to only filling one row or column at a time. You can fill multiple rows or columns so long as they are contiguous. For example, I want to fill the columns A, B, and C based on what I put in the first row. Then I would click on cell A1, hold down my shift key, and click on cell C1. I would see all three cells highlighted. Cell A1 would have the heavy black border, and cell C1 would have the fill handle. If I click and drag on the fill handle, I can fill all three columns at once. And if I want to have any or all columns increment by some amount other than one, I can fill in the first two rows, click on cell A1, then hold down the shift key, click on cell C2, and now I have highlighted a rectangular block of six cells. I can now click and drag to fill all three columns and increment each column any way I want. So, there's, there's more things you can do, uh, but the further use of the fill techniques is a little more advanced, so we'll leave that for some other time. This is enough to get us going. So, this is Ahuka for Hacker Public Radio. I'm signing off, and as always, reminding you, please support free software. Thank you. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Share Alike, 3.0 license.